my guest, Professor Ryan Owens, political scientist from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Uh, we wanted to talk a little about, well, uh, inauguration safety and, and what's going on in D.C., but qualified immunity for law enforcement uh, and eliminating it. How will that change the way law enforcement is able to do its job? Uh, Professor, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us, uh, uh, Ryan. I appreciate it. If qualified immunity goes away, then what? Well, it's, it's tough to say. Um, I think a lot of people are saying if you eliminate qualified immunity for police officers, um, their argument is what will happen then is that uh, if officers are ever held personally liable for violating uh, someone's rights, then uh, the towns, municipalities uh, will, will indemnify them, will cover their costs. Um, oh. Sometimes that happens. A lot of times it does. But what I worry about is, uh, what happens when there are a flood of suits against uh, officers? At, at that point, what happens when it becomes financially untenable to keep that up? Right. In a small community, two or three uh, uh, incidents could be the end of the, that community financially. Yeah, and we've seen that uh, from time to time. Now, I, I'm not going to say that it's a widespread thing, but the, the fact that uh, sometimes communities will have to go uh, bankrupt uh, because of some of the legal costs jacking up premiums for their insurance, uh, you know, that's an indication of what could come. So I think we, we just have to be very, very careful about this. I mean, qualified immunity, it, it's an interesting doctrine, right? It, it protects officers uh, or anybody actually um, in, in the executive branch, for the most part, uh, from personal liability if they violate someone's constitutional rights, um, if those rights are clearly established and a reasonable person would know of them. And, and the intent there by the court was to try to make a balance, right, to, to let officers you know, try to do their job um, reasonably. But, you know, if there's something that they've done that everybody knows they shouldn't have done, then they're to be held liable. Uh, and if they do something that uh, the courts, const- uh, you know, ultimately wind up looking back on it and saying is a constitutional violation, uh, but they reasonably couldn't have been expected to know it at the time, then they shouldn't have to pay. Well, and is that re- who then, I suppose, the courts then dis- uh, are the arbiter of, of uh, the decision-making process of law enforcement. The courts will decide whether what you did was a violation or not. Is that correct? Right. Well, they'll, they'll figure out two things. First is they'll figure out whether it was a violation or not. And then second, they have to determine whether or not a reasonable uh, officer uh, should have known that violated a clearly established constitutional right. And so if you are found to have held to, to violate a right, but then the court says, but that right wasn't clearly established under law, then you are uh, not liable under qualified immunity. And so removing that then would make uh, officers liable for any violation, whether it was something they should have known or something they should not have known. Uh, and that, that seems to be the crux of where this argument falls. So uh, uh, undoing qualified immunity, not only unwise and unsafe, it would cause, a, a, I don't know, would, I can imagine that police officers would be hesitant to, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say to do their job, because that's not correct, but they would be right. hesitant, and uh, in some cases then a crime that could have been stopped, a situation that could have been stopped, won't be stopped because that officer would be concerned he might get sued. 
Exactly. Yep. That, that's and that's one of the arguments against removing qualified immunity is that you know right now officers do a lot of things that they're not statutorily obligated to do. You know they'll try to intercede at times to help a situation, um, but even in things where they're statutorily uh, statutorily obligated to uh, you know get involved, the, the question then is you know how are they going to operate? Are they going to just kind of wait and see how a situation unfolds? You know, are they going to uh, operate to the fullest effect that they can? You know, I've talked to a lot of officers over the last couple of months uh, in, in doing some research about this, and it's un- unbelievable how many of them say, look, if courts, uh, Congress, you know, states, if they do away with qualified immunity, we're out. Um, we and, quit. You know, I mean, we already have a tremendous problem with law enforcement retiring in droves. Uh, this would make uh, it even worse. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Uh, well, we'll see. That's not something that uh, – that the Biden administration is going to do first. I, as I understand it, they intend to uh, open our borders and end uh, any pipelines bringing uh, uh, inexpensive oil into this country. So they're going to work on that first and then start changing law enforcement. So it might be a little while. Is there recourse or is simply uh, uh, some legislators trying to convince other legislators, please don't do that? Or is the president and the vice president, they're just going to do that because... They're at the top of the pile. Well, you know, I mean, it's a legislative decision uh, at some point, right, because this is the courts trying to interpret uh, federal uh, statute, uh, you know, 42 U.S.C. Section 1983. Uh, And so if Congress wants to clarify the law on this, they're certainly entitled to do that. And then the courts will have to interpret what that statutory clarification is. It's not a simple issue. There are uh, a number of instances. I think the Cato Institute has a, a good report. Uh, they certainly have a position on this, but they've highlighted a few instances where qualified immunity has been used by courts to shut down lawsuits that I think you know many people might uh, might think should have gone forward. Uh, and so, as is the case, I think with many of these issues, it shouldn't be whether we have it or whether we don't have it, but maybe to tinker uh, with the application of it to to make it a little bit more fair. Uh, well, well, that will be really interesting to a follow, and you and I will undoubtedly have more time to talk about it. Uh, I, I don't have time to get uh, as deeply as I'd like into the uh, uh, T. Thompson Center survey that you just completed of 500 UW-Madison students. So if you're uh, available tomorrow, I would call and we could uh, have that conversation tomorrow morning. Uh, in the meantime, uh, just quickly, I guess, because everybody's talking about the inauguration and will it be safe? What is, what's your take mm-hmm. on what's going to happen in two days? Well, boy, I mean, it, it, it's tough to say, um, you know, my, my sense is, or at least uh, I should say my hope is that it will be fine. Um, that uh, people will respect our, our democracy, our history as uh, being able to pass off power in a peaceful capacity. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the remarkable things about us as a country. And, you know, for people who are angry or upset about the election, uh, you know, find an outlet to pursue your goals, right? To try to change uh, who's in power, you know, advocate, lobby for change in, in that capacity. But, but don't, you know, engage in these kind of lawless uh, actions. It doesn't do anyone any favors. It's, uh, it's a terrible thing. Right. And I heard someone this morning uh, in the uh, program before mine, uh, say uh, qu- quite obvious. It's really hard to change someone's mind while you're busy hitting them over the head with a uh, hammer. Yeah, 
No, I think that's right. And, uh, I, you know, I've been saying this over the last couple of weeks. There's a growing intolerance in the country. And, you know, everyone is convinced of the righteousness of their of their way. I mean, obviously, we all have our own preferences over things. Uh, but, you know, we have lost the ability, I think, to connect with people. It's just it, it has become just burn everything to the ground with the opposition. And, you know, there, there are times and places where, uh, you know, you've got to pursue things very, very vigorously. I'll absolutely admit that. But, uh, you know, I just I hope that we can kind of tone down the rhetoric where necessary and, you know, fight. You know, I think conservatives are going to fight like crazy against Biden's uh, policies. And it's absolutely fair game. Uh, but we got to do it in legitimate uh, institutional capacities.